It's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's Table. Now, here's our teacher, Ruth Christian. Good afternoon, my friends. Well, today we're back in 1 John, and we previously in verses 4 through 9, we learned that Jesus came to take away our sins and to destroy the works of the devil. And here's the important truth that we must understand and believe. The one who practices righteousness is born of God. And the one who makes a practice of sinning is practicing lawlessness and is a child of the devil. That's the point that John has been making here. These believers were being deceived by false teachers that claimed sin didn't matter. When we are born again, we receive a new nature and we cannot keep on sinning. Now, here we have the central verse for the chapter that I've talked about previously. Verse 10, it says, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest or are revealed. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So now John's transitioning to this aspect of, of um, walking, determining whether you're a child of God or of the devil. You're also going to love your brother. So there are two essentials now for a child of God, and they are righteous conduct and love of the brethren. John wrote about the first essential. We looked at that. But now he's going to deal with the second. John has already introduced the idea of being a child of God. That was verse 1 of this chapter, and that we should be called children of God. And in that, in, in 1 John 3, 9, that we are born of God. Okay, that was important to, to, to get us thinking about that and what it really means. He's already written of some being of the devil. That's verse 8. But here in verse 10, he makes it plain. Some are children of God and some are children of the devil. John doesn't spend time trying to prove or explain the existence of the devil. He knows the reality of the devil is biblical fact. Some today lack John's wisdom and either deny the devil's existence or they are obsessed with the devil. It seems it goes to one extreme or the other. Some might think John is far too harsh in saying some are children of the devil, supposing perhaps that John didn't love people as Jesus did. But, you know, Jesus called people children of the devil also. And we see that in John 8, in the Gospel of John, verses 41 through 45. And this is the ESV version of those verses. And let's read it. You are doing the works of, that your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. And in the King James era, it gets more specific, fornication. And of course, this was in reference to Jesus and Mary. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord. But he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. 
you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And then verse 45, but because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. In this passage, Jesus' point was important, establishing the principle that our spiritual parentage determines our nature and our destiny. If we're born again and we have God as our father, it will show in our nature and destiny. But if our father is Satan or even Adam, which means we're not born again yet, it will also show in our nature and destiny, just as it showed in these Jews who did not believe in him. So John gave a simple, though not easy way to identify the children of God and the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Both of these are essential for God's children. Righteousness without love makes one a religious Pharisee. And love without righteousness makes one a partner in evil. How do righteousness and love balance? They don't. We are never to love at the expense of righteousness. And we're never to be righteous at the expense of love. We aren't looking for a balance between these two because they're not opposites. Real love is the greatest righteousness, and real righteousness is the greatest love. Love and righteousness are each most perfectly displayed in the nature of Jesus. He was both righteous and completely loving. Now John moves on to write of the need to love one another. Verse 11 and 12. He says, for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who is of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. John had already emphasized the command to love as being the word which you heard from the beginning. Um, He said that in chapter two, verse seven, in remembering this message to love one another, he's really remembering the command of Jesus in the gospel of John chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Jesus is telling his disciples they should love one another. Verse 35, he says, As a matter of fact, this is how people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. The basic Christian message has not changed. It's important to God that we that we um, treat others with love. How we love one another, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ, is really important. Then John gives an example of how not to love. A negative example of love. John says, don't love as Cain loved, who was not right with God. Why? Or how, why do I say that? Well, because it says his works were evil. 
and he didn't walk in righteousness, and he hated his brother. Cain is a good example of the failure to love, which is proof of being a child of the devil that John talked about previously. We can, uh, we can presume that Cain had a godly upbringing that should have equipped him to love, but he chose not to. Or at the very least, he had the same upbringing as Abel. Cain's disobedience came from a lack of faith. Hebrews 11.4 says this, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. See, the progression of sin, if not dealt with immediately, what we see in all this and this example of Cain is disobedience, then hatred, then murder. Genesis 4 verses 5 through 9 has the story. And... Uh, Cain's disobedience and hatred was based in pride and made him miserable. That's Genesis 4-5. Cain refused the warning God gave him and gave into the sin of hatred. That's verses 6 and 7. Cain's sin of hatred led to action against the one he hated. That's verse 8. Cain was evasive about his sin of hatred and tried to hide it but God found him out. Verse 9. Cain is an example of walking in unrighteousness and not loving his brother. Here's the simple note we want to end on today. When there are two believers who are right with God, there will be love. Not like these brothers where there was one who loved and one who didn't one who was right with God, and one who wasn't. Again, something to think on, and more on this next time. Until then, stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.